0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast. I'm Ryan Chacon. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the fourth industrial revolution and the IoT landscape and changes we may see in 2023. With me today will be Philippe Cases, the CEO and co-founder of Topio Networks, and they are an industry research platform that focuses on all facets of digital transformation. Before we get into this episode, please give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already and hit that bell icon to get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. Other than that, let's get on to the episode. Welcome, Philippe, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. It's a pleasure to uh, be uh, able to talk to uh, yourself and your audience today.
0: Yeah, it's super exciting. I'm super excited to have you here. I know our audience is going to get a ton of value out of this. Um, let's kick this off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself and uh, Topio for our audience.
1: Awesome. So uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Topio Networks. Uh, for those who don't know Topio, we are uh, an industry catalyst focused on this uh, next uh, evolution of digital transformation. Uh, we call it uh, the age of autonomy. Gartner speaks about hyper-automation. I'm sure we will uh, clarify those terms later during the podcast, but uh, uh, you know, those, those are where we're focusing on. On my side, I'm uh, in the latter part of my career. Uh, I started in the 80s, uh, building a group focused on data science and artificial intelligence for a bank in France, and then uh, moved on to become a venture capitalist for more than 30 years. Uh, I started my career as a venture capitalist in Europe in the 90s, and then moved to Silicon Valley in 1994, right at the time where the internet was starting. So I've been blessed to see the internet Grow, growing the the emergence of uh, cloud computing and saAS and then uh, the mobile application platform and now iot so i 've seen a lot of those yep. uh, digital transformation happening and i 'm really humbled right to have seen all those uh, all those um, uh, trends happening in silicon Valley uh, and uh, having me be part part of it uh, i 'm also very excited by this new huge new one that is coming up i i I talk about a tsunami uh because it's gonna transform our society it's gonna productize services so provide an additional layer of productivity and it's gonna free ourselves for more creative and executive work and so my daily my daily work right consists of uh uh, providing advisory services to companies in helping them uh, transform themselves. Uh, we do education. So we have the Topio Networks Academy and mm-hmm. we are running two large-scale events. Uh, one is Edge Computing World and the other is uh, Intelligent Infrastructure. And all okay. in all, we have now a community of about 1.2 million people. That's fantastic. That's Thank awesome. you so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, so I wanted to actually refer to something that um, you spoke about, I believe, or you wrote about, uh, talking about the fourth industrial revolution and interoperability of artificial intelligence and in humans. Can you try to talk a little bit about kind of what that means for our audience?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we, we call this new, new phase the age of autonomy, right? And so uh, if you think about it, the last 20 years has been about connecting human, uh, you know, uh, uh, first, uh, you know, with their PC and then, uh, you know, make them mobile through their smartphones. Uh, and then in this new age, we are now connecting devices uh, with IoT, and we are also making them intelligent. And uh, so now we have uh, uh, robots, autonomous uh, program, pro- products that are coming up to to, to play. And um, and then. By adding camera and sensors uh, in, a, in entire sp- uh, spaces, we can make now the physical spaces becoming uh, intelligent as well. So you can have you know, an intelligent store, an intelligent factory, uh, an intelligent city. And uh, if you think about it now, we are going to be able to have robots, uh, an autonomous device working with augmenting, augmented human in intelligent spaces, collaborating, right. doing stuff, right? And in the same way, uh, in tra- electronic trade platform talk to each other at sub millise- millisecond transaction in the financial services industry, we're going to be able to do the same thing in the real world, right? So intelligent objects, robot operating at the speed, uh, uh, you know, almost real-time, communicating with intelligent space, cloud-based system in real time. Right. And that's going to improve productivity and provide more agility and resiliency in, uh, in companies while being sustainable, believe it or not.
0: Totally agree. Yeah, that's fantastic. I uh, appreciate you kind of elaborating on that. And then as it relates to the IoT industry and kind of the current landscape we have now, w- what do you see changing the most in 2023 and what
1: factors are really kind of contributing to that change? Well, so, so if you think about it, right, so if you think about it, there are many technology at play in the in the in the age of autonomy, right? So IoT is going to collect data in real time and then and then also send send, send insights about what to do to those objects or to the to the space. Edge uh, to cloud is going to enable a cost-effective and sustainable mm-hmm. and, and low latency processing. You're going to have digital twins, AI simulations, blockchain. All those technologies are going to be at play. And so if you think about specifically IoT, right, IoT is playing a major, it's a major layer of that uh, new infrastructure. And uh, on a macro basis, more devices are becoming connected and those devices are becoming smarter. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are also becoming cheaper and more sustainable uh, with uh, uh, technologies, emerging technologies like uh, ambient IoT. I don't know if you've covered that in your um, in your podcast, sure. but I think it's an interesting uh, uh, interesting trend to look at, and that is emerging now. Then, yeah. uh, you know, if you're thinking about uh, where we are, right? So, as we discussed, right, we, we, we need to connect. Uh, uh, we need to create intelligent space. We need to connect the device uh, ma- and make them smarter. We need to uh, we need to connect with the cloud, and then we need to uh, uh, with the platforms. Uh, in, into those intelligent spaces, and if you think about it right the use case have emerged now to create uh, intelligent and connected space such as factories stores mm-hmm. hospitals um, and uh, you know this vision is not far away right like for instance Kroger today partners with Nvidia to optimize the efficiency of the store through the use of uh, digital twins that are updated in real time with customer right. data moving in the store. Amazon, sure. in same thing, is now uh, you know automating their entire warehouse and creating um, a same day delivery uh, approach while keep uh, while while um, while um, while uh, st- being at zero carbon uh, emissions. So all of those are coming are are, are uh, in- intelligent spaces, intelligent stores. So those are happening, right? So. So uh, we need sensors. We need IoT, and IoT is right. being implemented there. there, there where there is less of a, of a growth at this point, and we are not seeing the use case yet, but they are going to come for sure as uh, virtualization technology on device are taking hold, and tiny ML is also taking hold. is on the intelligent objects, right? So, so okay. it's, it's happening, but it's not happening as fast as as, uh, as the intelligent spaces.
0: No, that's great. Yeah. It's a very interesting kind of outlook, um, to focus on. I mean, with, you know, IOT and AI and just lots of different things that are happening across industries, um, IOT is going to play a pretty prominent role. Um, and I think the, 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 the growth of, or the maturity of the technology, the cost coming down the, um, uh, the new use cases and kind of successes companies are seeing in this space is going to contribute to more adoption and all of that data is just going to enable so much more for organizations to kind of be able to do and, and industries to be able to do. So Yeah, I mean, very- I,
1: think, I think the biggie, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. No, I you're think fine. The, the, the biggie there is, uh, is really about people understanding that it's a new paradigm shift and that sure. they need to start to think through things a little bit differently. Think about Amazon, right? So Amazon is saying we are going to do same day delivery uh uh with uh, with zero uh at zero carbon footprint that's kind mm-hmm. of their mantra and when they do that right they look at everything and they look at maybe instead of just looking at implementing one use case they they implement 10 15 20 use cases and right. so they are looking at it very differently and i think right now a lot of companies are shortchanging themselves by just focusing on one use case instead of really focusing on what do we want to do different and uh, yep. how are we going to use technology such as autonomy to actually make that happen.
0: Absolutely, I could agree more. So let me ask you: when it comes to kind of we talked about um, IoT as a whole in, in 2023, but when it comes to like data spaces, digital twins, data sovereignty, those kinds of areas, what do are you what are you kind of what are your like thoughts on around like or your vision for kind of those areas um, going forward?
1: Yeah. So, so, um, so those, those areas are uh, happening as we speak, right? Because, uh, because uh, people have are started to understand that their enterprise cannot work in a in a vacuum. They are working across. Uh, they, they have ecosystems. They are working in industry. And they know that now they are going to share. They need to share data uh, with uh, with with those um, with those partners. And uh, you know, from for logistics, for supply chain, logistics standpoint, for visibility, there are many many reasons why they are doing that. And for uh, the edge of autonomy, it's going to be very important to be able to do that because we are going to have to to uh, uh, to. Uh, uh, share data in real time to make uh, our robot works with other robots coming from our partners that are operating in the same space. So, uh, so, so, so it's very important to be able to do that, and it's happening today. So, if you think yep. about the two things that people are talking about, so one is data space. So, a yep. data space is uh, is a space that is basically shared by an entire uh, industry. Uh, and uh, and uh, the the industry start sharing provides the information in that space and then mm. uh, people from that uh, from that um, indus- other people from that industry who need to use that data will come there and yeah. so there is a there is a notion of, uh, of uh, security of course there is a notion of uh, understanding who the person who is going to use the data is so it's a, right. it's, a it's a concept of uh, of um, um, uh, trustworthiness, right? Or, uh, uh, you know, so people are going to be ranked and you're going to say, this guy, you know, knows how to use the data. And yep, so you're yep. going to be much more comfortable to share that data. So those, those are called data space and it's happening now with their foundation like GaiaX in Europe and and they, mm-hmm. they have about 8,000 uh, uh, individual contributors, about 500 companies that are both building those uh, data spaces in, automo- in automotive, right. in everywhere. And then, uh, Uh, And then those data space need to be sovereign, right? So you you need to be able to know who the people you're working with are. You need to be able to provide them with the right data. Uh, You need to tell them the the data needs to be updated in a certain way. And right now, there is a lot of work to be done because, I mean, companies don't know, don't like, don't know how to trust their data. So that's the data space, data sovereignty and then the other thing you mentioned is digital twin, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and it's going leverage, to uh, leverage the data space because each company is going to want to start to, to build a, a digital twin of, of everything, a digital twin of their product, a digital twin of, uh, of their space. And uh, by the way, Ryan, a digital twin, you probably know that and your audience knows that, but it's a, repl- an, a replica of what's happening of, uh, of a real-time object that is updated in real time, right? So sure. think about, uh, I mean, the way I like to think about them is like uh, a map that, uh, like uh, if you if you like games, right? Video games, you know, video games right. are running on maps that are running in real time. Yep. It's the same thing here. It's like uh, you're building those maps that are now going to be able to uh, to be leveraged by your uh, data teams through simulations, through AI, yep. and running, yep. ma- running games in a, uh, AR, like Ready Player One, or in, right. Uh, in VR, right. right? So you're going to be able to do that. I mean, it's, all, it's already happening, and you're going to be able to do that more and more in your real life uh, working sure. in companies.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I think it's very interesting to kind of think about how data spaces are going to be used, and then to your point about um, being able to trust the data, and then obviously digital twins, like you said, is a little bit different, but the digital twins and the, the simulation elements are very... Um, are have a huge area to play value in and they have for a number of years, but as companies are able to understand how to utilize digital twins and, um, when it comes to solutions i think it's it's very exciting space well to i pay mean you know, to.
1: you know you know it's a new it's a new um if you think about it it's a new um it's a new paradigm of uh, de- of uh, application development Absolutely. To- today uh, you know what what people are thinking about like gartner talks about hyper automation but they are very focused on you know developing uh, techno- developing applications the same way it has always always been done but there is another type of applications that are going to be built that are uh, fundamentally games and uh, those those uh, those applications are gonna be are gonna have the economics of games and need to be thought through as games so uh, so it, and it' it's gonna be so you're gonna see like games like that emerging in companies uh spending ten twenty thirty million dollars to develop games that their workers are gonna use
0: totally agree absolutely now let me ask you um kind of as it relates to the um, sustainability side of yes. iot right like we have you know tons of connected devices in the you know millions of billions eventually trillions of connected devices more data is being processed every year going forward energy consumption is going up how is how does sustainability really fit into this picture of the growth that we're projecting
1: yes so so uh so at, at the, if you look at the different technologies that are at play whether you look at ai um, iot um, and device, as you said, trillions of, t- 100x more device than there was than there was before. Right. Uh, the, de- the amount of data being processed that is going to be, you know, 100 to 200x more. Uh, you know, it's fairly clear that uh, the age of autonomy, if we if we if we are not managing it, is going to increase significantly power consumption and carbon footprint. Now, you know, if you look at what happened with the cloud uh you know we 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 have seen the same amount not not at the same scale but we've seen the same amount of imp- of, of increase in terms of processing and uh, and data processing and, and 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 the like and yet uh, the energy consumption of the industry only increased by 10% so you sure. you can uh, you can manage that, but in order to manage it, you need to put in place infrastructure that is going to enable you to track very granularly what's happening on an hourly basis. If you look at the hyperscaler now, people like Google or Amazon, they're tracking their carbon right. footprint and energy consumption in an, on an hourly basis. So right. if if you if you can of uh, so if you can uh, think about uh, as your first. Uh, uh, use case for uh, your edge computing device, your edge computing uh, framework. If you can start thinking about sustainability, being that you can start uh, tracking those uh, everything that is happening uh, at the edge, uh, and start uh, and start understanding what you need to do in order to uh, in order to uh, process. Uh, proc- I mean, have less carbon footprint. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I would think that. Uh, edge computing is a killer app for sustainability because, as you said, you know, uh, it's going to process a lot more and so we need to be able to track it. And, uh, and, um, and sustainability is a killer app for edge because we need edge computing to track in real time what's happening. And I would mm-hmm. say that for me, one of the things that I tell companies when, they talk, when we talk about it is that today we are not talking about carbon footprint and sustainability when we look right. at evaluating projects. And we need to, we need to, uh, so we, we're think, we need to think about features, we need to think mm-hmm. about ROI, we need to think about latency, we need right. to think about data sovereignty, but one criteria should be sustainability, we need to uh, develop applications that are going to be carbon footprint, at least neut- neut- neutral, if not negative.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of thing to follow, mainly because it's not a situation we've really been in with the growth of of an industry like this when it comes to the, the devices that are going to be out in the world and the devices, not only does device number grow, but the types of devices grow, the yes. use cases, the applications, the environments, everywhere these are going to be deployed is changing and growing and um, being able to kind of handle the sustainability side of things and keeping that in mind as as the industry grows is going to be something that's very important and going to be something that I, I know a lot of people are paying attention to.
1: And they and they have to right, but they need to put in yep. place infrastructure in order to do that. And right now, the last twenty years, they've been re- relying on the hyperscaler to yep. do that for yep. them in the cloud. But now, um, now they have to do it. They have to do it within uh, within their own premise, and so they have sure. to equip themselves sure. to make that happen. Totally
0: agree. Uh, so I have two quick questions I want to ask you before I let you go. Here, um, yes. the first is around um, kind of we talked about. The, the landscape and IoT and kind of factors that are kind of influencing it. But let me ask you, what are you most excited about kind of throughout the rest of 2023 into next year? Are is there anything that's kind of really catching your, catching your attention as far as things you're most looking forward to happening in the industry?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, I think we are. Uh, I mean, I'm tracking uh, uh, at um, at um, at the at our, at Edge Computing World in November. We're going to have an entire segment of the conference dedicated to uh, intelligent objects. Okay. Uh, and and uh, intelligent objects is something that we we really want to accelerate because we need to have those intelligent objects uh, and and people need to understand that they have now those those resources right that are in the field that they can capture data from. What happening mm-hmm. for their projects for their product in the right. field, yeah. and then start helping customers do better, interesting stuff, coming up with new products. So we're gonna. I'm fairly excited about pushing that agenda, and I'm okay. looking forward to see uh, more intelligent spaces being built, especially yep. in the uh, in the um, uh, intelligent infrastructure, smart cities. Yep. We have those. We have this. Uh, you know, 2.1 trillion dollar. Um, uh, 2.1 trillion dollar. Um, um uh, 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 bill coming from the coming from the federal right. government that we have to spend, and I would love to, for it to be spent on on digital infrastructure. So yeah, not, sure. not 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 uh, fixing uh, some things from the old, but like really preparing the the um, the U.S. economy and the U.S. Right. infrastructure for the year to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the on the Topio side, what are, what do what are you all focus on for the for the rest of the year? Like what's big priorities, things that people so, should be so, looking out for?
1: So the big priorities uh, is our second uh, cohort uh, for the Topio Academy, which begins uh, okay. May 28th. So we're going to we're going to cover everything that we've talked about. Right. So we're going to cover okay. that. Uh, in uh, during a two months program uh, and that starts on may 28th and then uh, and then we have the intelligent infrastructure conference which is very focused on uh, smart city and utilities in austin texas on june 6 and 7 and then uh, edge computing world and uh, yep. also working with you guys uh, to uh, really make that uh, new industry a success i mean we yeah. we have a lot of work to do it takes a, it takes a village <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah totally does um aside from edge computing world are there are you going to any other events this year or speaking at yeah any events?
1: Yeah, yeah so i was um i'm not gonna be at mobile world congress but uh, i'm okay. gonna be uh i'm gonna be at um uh, uh smart city the smart city conference in um in colorado i'm gonna be at the sync conference i mean yeah i'm i'm uh attending conference almost every month so
0: oh that's awesome well that'll be fun i know i'm, I'm gonna try to attend as many as i can as well um But um, last thing I want to do is for for our audience out there who wants to follow up on this conversation, learn more about Topio and what you all have going on, stay in touch, that kind of thing. What's the best way they can do that?
1: Well, I mean, they can reach me, right? So uh, Philippe.cases at topionetworks.com, which is uh, one way to reach out to me. They can go and register on the website, Uh, topionetworks.com. We kind of do stuff. They can subscribe to our newsletters as well. Uh, yeah. And, you know, re- re- reach out. Uh, if if they want to participate to the academy, uh, it's really where uh, the academy, the, uh, the, uh, the industry come together to uh, yep. think about things and fix things. So that's uh, one way to do it as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, Philippe, thank you so much again for taking the time. Fantastic conversation. I know our audience, audience is going to get a ton of value out of this. Um, so thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. It's always fun to discuss those type of topics.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IOT for all podcast on the IOT for all media network. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at Ryan at iotforall.com, and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.